This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The free Odyssey app. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. Really the only two that beef in here most of the time is screaming, Chris. And Chris Ello. Yeah, we're the only beefers. (laughs) Where's my notebook? Where's my notebook? It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Frank just said something in studio right here that I don't know why, but it makes me... It makes me cringe a little bit is when people read LOL as lol. And it, I don't know why. I don't know, Frank. It's nothing to do with you. Plenty of people do it. Might also be the accent, too. May have made it a little bit worse for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, lol. I, <laughs> I just tried to do an East Coast accent and it didn't come out right at all. All right. Sam Levitt is standing by. He just got done watching the Padres lose to the Dodgers, but he has all the information. And Sam, thank you for joining us here on short notice. Uh, first, the morning show has the nickname Sammy Spring Training. But I have to say, this show is the one that started wherever Sammy goes, the champagne flows, which is not really a nickname. It's just a cool phrase. I have to give you guys credit. I mean, you know, you guys came up with the phrase. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on T-shirts. I've seen it on billboards. Billboards? Uh, I may have to. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it everywhere. You'd be amazed. I'm driving on the highway here in Arizona <laughs> where Sammy goes to Champagne Flows. Oh, I, I mean, love it. It is, it is worldwide. It is nationwide. And uh, I love it. I, I love, love it, it. No, too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Nobody. Uh, I, don't, I don't want that kind of pressure, quite honestly. That is true. about it. I talked about it on the morning show this this morning because we were talking about, uh, you know, after spring training, what what would the new nickname be? And and it got tossed around, you know, would it have to be something with champagne? And I said, well, that's, that's a lot of pressure because if the Padres don't win it all, you got to take some of the blame. But if, I mean, if they win it all, then, I mean, they take all of the credit. T-shirts. So, 
Yeah, I, we, we've got to work on it. We've got to work on it. But for now, I think Sammy's spring training, the phrase, we're in a, we're in a good place. So we'll, we'll keep it flowing. Yes, we will. Well, uh, like I said, Sam is joining us from Arizona. And uh, there is a couple news stories that I know you were tracking over the weekend. And by the way, if you have it, go to Sam's Twitter, at Sammy Lev. He has stuff up all the time about the Padres. You can find his reporting on everything. But the Juan Soto calf injury, I know it's not – too big of a deal right now. He did stay back to get some treatment from the team, and he should be flying out the end of the week. Uh, Bob Melvin said it wasn't that big of a deal, but I, I, can you just put the the rumors to rest that it's not that big of a deal? Well, you know, I think I think a couple of things can be true at once. Um, I think it's a minor injury. Um, you know, if this were a normal spring training without the World Baseball Classic, we'd probably look at it as something that keeps him out for a handful of games and he's working on and getting treatment on and he comes here pretty soon during spring training and he's right back in the swing of things. Obviously this this is not a normal spring training with the world baseball classic. So the injury appears to be from what we can see Juan doing the, the workout he did today, the taking at bats um, is minor and, and it's, uh, you know, I still think this is precautionary, but it begs the question, if he's not 100%, uh, we should have some more information tomorrow. We heard a little bit more about it from Bob Melvin today, uh, but really it was, it was very similar to what was said this morning. Uh, we should have some more information tomorrow. But, you know, if he's not 100%, if that calf is still bothering him at all to the point where he was held out of Cactus League games, then I, I think it begs the question if, if there's a real possibility that he will not play in that World Baseball Classic. So I don't think we're going to have that answer um, today. I don't know that we're going to have it tomorrow. It might be something we have towards the end of the week. But, you know, certainly I think there has to be kind of a, a wonder right now. Um, you know, if he's not, you know, healthy enough with that cast to participate in these games, then going to the World Baseball Classic where the intensity is going to be an entirely different thing and the expectation will be he's going to play for nine innings, um, I think it begs the question of, of if it's realistic that he's going to play. So, um, look, I, I think it's minor, but, you know, even if it's minor, I know if he's not 100%, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens. And quite honestly, Scraby, um, I don't know what that answer is going to be yet by the end of this week. That's a good point. I mean, if he well, if he actually leaves and goes to join his team in Florida, then that's one thing. But if he stays behind, I mean, I guess that could be seen in several different ways. But I'll wait to hold to uh, cast my judgment until later in the week, like you said. But Blake Snell yesterday, we're talking to Sam Levitt here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Blake Snell yesterday, he had a pretty good outing for his first of spring. And we were talking earlier in the show about the pressure on Blake Snell this year to be good out of the gate. And, and some of the comments that Bob Melvin has made about how he may be approaching things different. Uh, what were your thoughts on Blake Snell yesterday? And I know you got to talk to him after the game as well. Yeah, I mean, Blake looked pretty sharp, um, you know, gave up a home run. But first spring training start, and quite honestly, every spring training start, I mean, I, I just I tend not to look into the results all that much. Um, but he looked good. The stuff looked sharp. He seemed happy with it. Bob Melvin seemed pretty happy with it. You know, I think for Blake, he's somebody that does not like pitching with a rush. Um, and obviously with the pitch clock. You did ask to him, too, about that. <laughs> yeah, he has to pitch in uh, in somewhat of a rush. Um, I think it's going to be an adjustment for Blake, and I think it's something that he's going 
uh, to really focus on throughout spring training to get himself in best uh, position by by the time opening day rolls around. But look, overall, he's healthy, which is a really important part of this. Remember, you know, this time last issues. Um, so he's healthy. The stuff looked good. At times, the breaking stuff looked good where he got some swings and misses on some pitches that, you know, landed in front of the plate. So I, I thought all in all, first Cactus League outing, three innings, pretty solid. He felt good. Uh, you know, the, the pitch clock is something to keep an eye on, how he adjusts to that. Um, but overall, I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was, you know, as, as well, I don't know if as good as you could have hoped. I guess that would be nine up, <laughs> nine down. But, like, you know, it was, a, it was a good outing. And, you know, Bob Melvin, you know, you alluded to it the other day, had some interesting comments about Blake's approach entering spring training, having more of a focus for 162 games. And you're right, especially with the Musgrove injury and now the question if he's ready by opening day. Um, look, the Padres need Blake Snell. Uh, to be consistent and to be uh, really, really effective, which we have seen. You know, we've also seen him struggle uh, a bit at times. But you're right. I mean, they, they they need Blake Snell, not just at the beginning of the season, but you look at this rotation, um, the top three, Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove, are incredibly important to this team. And Blake Snell is, uh, is a, a very important part of that. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think it would be very, very um, important for him to, to get off to a good start and put together a great year. And certainly he has incentive with it being a walk year and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So he's got every reason to go out there and put together a, a really, really strong full year. We're talking to Sam Levitt here, Padres pre and post guy or pre and post host. I should say it correctly on 97.3, the fan just sticking with the pitching Jay Groom, we were talking about him earlier as well in the show, and he's been, uh, Bob Melvin said that he's been really fun to watch this spring, and he's been showing him some stuff that he, he didn't know that he had, and so he may have a, a good shot or an outside shot at uh, making a roster spot and maybe even being a sixth starter or something like that. Uh, what have your thoughts been on Jay Groom? Yeah, he's looked very good, and I think he's opened up a lot of eyes. Um, we've certainly heard that from Bob Melvin. You know, we're, we're going to see, depending on what the Padres want to do, if Joe Musgrove's not ready by opening day, if they want to go with a five-man rotation, if they still want to have a six-man rotation with somebody filling that spot. But I, I even think beyond that, Scraby, you know, maybe Jake to, to start the year as a long man who can also be a swing man and, and make some starts. Um, he's been very effective. Six and two-thirds scoreless innings over a span of three appearances. The stuff looks good. Um, I'll tell you, you know, every time Bob Melvin talks about him, um, you know, the, the thoughts are very, very positive. And he said something to the effect of earlier today, the more you see of him, the more you like. And um, he's a former first-round pick, uh, a big-time prospect at one time, went through injuries. But I, I do think there um, there's a lot of talent there. And, and, you know, I said earlier today on the station, you know, out of the guys that are potentially – uh, you know, vying right now for that available rotation spot at the very start of the year. And again, we're not ruling Joe Musgrove out at the start of the year yet, but if we're going under that assumption, um, you know, I think Jay Groom has been the one to separate himself. Julio Tehran has looked pretty good as well. You know, Ryan Weathers has looked fairly good, but to me, from the sense I get and, and hearing Bob Melvin talk about him, I think Jay Groom is the one who has uh, really started to separate himself. And, 
it's early. We've got a long way to go. We've got, you know, three plus weeks to go here in, in spring training, but um, he is somebody certainly to keep an eye on. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I guess, um, and I'm not saying this uh, in any sort of way, but I guess Eric Cosmer's trade, because originally it was kind of thought, oh, they just needed to move him out so they can move Juan Soto in and all that, and Josh Bell in, but I mean, if Jay Groom can can turn it around and become something big for the Padres, then that trade for Eric Hosmer between them two uh, is going to be a good one when we look back on it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's certainly a bonus. Um, <laughs> again, we there's there's a lot to see before you can really yeah. assess the whole thing. Yeah, but but the idea that from that trade that you also maybe could get somebody who could help your ball club this season get somebody who's got some some real talent and some good stuff I'm, I'm with you it's a a very nice part of of that deal so we'll see what transpires over the course of the year and i suppose beyond that with jay groom in a padres uniform but you're right they look the bottom line is this they got somebody with first round talent um you know dealt with some injuries and has a has a fresh start a new chapter here in san diego i don't think it's a a crazy thought to think that there's really something in there. Yeah, there's there. Like you said, first round, twelfth overall pick. There's uh, there's base, there's good baseball in there, and there's good pitching in there. Uh, the Padres can just maybe maybe the pitching whisperer Ruben Niebla can find it for him. So, uh, all right, Sam, thanks so much for joining us on short notice. Appreciate you checking in, and uh, we'll be seeing you, or we'll be talking to you soon, and I'll be seeing you in a couple weeks. All right. When when are you guys coming out here? March 21st. We're driving out after the show, uh, so we'll be there 22nd, 23rd, 24th. All right. Sounds good, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Sam. That was Sam Levitt on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Real quick, before we head to our uh, first traffic report of the hour, New Mexico is leading the Aztecs women's right now, 37-31 to 31 at halftime. So close game. Aztecs are trailing, but uh, they have, they're right there. So it's not over yet. Also, I wanted to say this about Joe Musgrove because I haven't been able to fit it in yet. But we all know that last week or the week before, I believe it was, Joe Musgrove dropped a kettlebell on his toe. Uh, it slipped out of his hand, and he broke his toe. Uh, and as someone who's dropped a kettlebell on their toe before, it's not—it's not a fun event. It really hurts because the kettlebell is just trying to flatten your toe. But Joe Musgrove, we know that Joe is going to do anything he can to be ready to go for opening day or at least the first week of the season. So Kevin Acey wrote this about him, and it really speaks to me. And just further proves what kind of player and what kind of guy Joe Musgrove is. He drove drives 40 minutes every morning to lie for two hours inside a hyperbaric chamber in the hope that he can get back on a pitcher's mound sooner rather than, or yeah, than sooner than almost anyone expects. If I could read, Musgrove is adhering to a diet designed by Padres nutritionist Whitney Milano, full of iron and potassium and low on salt. Sounds like I need to get on that diet. We're doing everything we can, Musgrove said on Sunday morning. I'll try anything, anything, even if it knocks a day or two off. Again, that was from Kevin AC. But Joe Musgrove, uh, even changing his diet to try to get things better for you know, the what opening day is coming up here in about three weeks or so, three and a half weeks maybe. So hopefully Joe Musgrove won't miss too much time with this new diet. But two hours inside of a hyperbaric chamber, um, that sounds boring. I hope he has some like music or podcasts or movies or something to listen to or watch. Read maybe. 
If it were me, I'd have the Jim Cornette podcast rocking loud. It's a wrestling podcast. Oh, it's a wrestling. I was like, I gave Frank the look of, uh, I've never heard of Jim Cornette before. Please explain. But you're, you would be rocking, but it's two hours. Is that a two-hour episode? <laughs> They've been getting to be about four or five recently. Four? But yes. What? I, I'm a, There's a I, lot of bad wrestling going on right now, and he covers everything. I am a massive podcast guy. Like I listen to podcasts all the time. Listen to Sammy Led's Inside or Inside San Diego Baseball, Sam Levitt. Thank, thankfully, I remembered the name of it when I brought it up. But um, I listen to that. I have never heard of a four or five hour podcast in one in like one episode. That's insane. It's four or five hours of guys just talking about wrestling, and it's it's. Do they great. take breaks? Is it like one? Oh, sitting? they have. They'll have like five or. They'll, yeah, they'll they'll do breaks, but they edited it. They edit those out, and they they come back. <laughs> I am stunned. We're going to have to find out more on the break about this because four or five hours, that's like at least a good week of commutes for me from home to here. So anyway, the things you learn on this show from Frank Marchese. Um, I had a, a tweet. I can't find it right now, but they called you Italian Paul. Will you please explain that to me? That's my nickname from the uh, the morning show. <laughs> I have a different name for every single show I'm on. It's my name for the midday show. It's it, Italian Paul for the morning show. And then for here, at least for a while, it was Frank the Tank. Yeah, it was. It was Frank the so Tank it, for a little bit. Depending on what time I'm here, I'm, I have three completely different names. Well, I call you Frank because I think that's what you want to be called. Chris calls you Francis, even though you've told him multiple times not to call you that's Francis. Name. Yeah, not to call you Francis. But all right. We're going to head to break. We're going to update some of the daily gambit bets that we made over the weekend. I just got to give the results. But um, each of us can make a difference in someone else's life just by being kind and welcoming. Odyssey has partnered with Special Olympics on the Agents of Inclusion podcast. Each week, meet the athletes and community members who are making a difference. New episodes every Wednesday. Follow Agents of Inclusion in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So when we get back, I'm Scraby filling in for Gwen and Chris. Gwen should be here soon. Chris calling the Aztecs women's basketball game. And we'll talk about the Aztec men when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This hour on 97.3, the fan is brought to you by Pfizer and BioNTech. Planning for an upcoming trip? It's important to know that updated COVID-19 boosters are currently available at no cost to you. Remember that immunity could take time to build. Check eligibility and schedule at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Matt Scraby and Frank Marchese here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan. Tony Gwynn Jr. is going to be joining us here shortly. He just texted me saying that he's almost home so we will hear his voice uh, shortly chris ello is currently calling the aztecs women's basketball game in las vegas in the mountain west tournament currently new mexico let me refresh the page but it's still halftime there new mexico is winning 37 31 at the start of the third quarter before i went to break i said i was going to go over some of these um bets that we made on friday i also have a crazy Contract that just came down in the NFL. We'll get to that in a little bit as well. But I didn't see it coming like this. I didn't see this amount of money. I didn't see the years. I saw one good, I saw one year for this person with a lot of money, but we will talk about that in a little bit. Wyoming and San Diego State, we made a bet on Friday. They, San Diego State were 15 point favorites in this game. The Aztecs ended up winning 67 to 50 and they did cover. So Tony got it right. I said Wyoming was going to lose, but they were going to be within 15. That did not happen. Now we've also made a bet on Connor McDavid to score two plus goals because he was going for six straight two goals a game. Uh, He had a streak last week. He ended that streak at five. He had no goals in the last two games. So the plus 400 bet is not going to hit. Tony said he would do it. I said he wouldn't do it. Um, but Connor McDavid back to normalcy a little bit, even though he's the best player in the NHL, according to Chris Dello. Nets at Celtics, two leg parlay here. Jalen Brown to score 30 plus points and Spencer Dinwiddie to score 30 plus points. Parlay odds on this one plus 3,761. Both Tony and I said no. Jalen Brown scored 35 points in the game. Spencer Dinwiddie, if he scores 30 or more points, this would be a good bet. However, he scored 17 points, so he was not close to the 30 points. The bet did not go through. Tony and I got that one right. Now, I'm, I'm sorry for BetQL on this one because I went strictly to BetQL for a five-star college basketball bet, and they came back with Utah Valley and Stephen F. Austin. So the originally, BetQL forecasted this game, or I'm sorry, uh, Sportsbooks had a four-point spread in favor of Sorry about that. The favorites in the game are Utah Valley. I'm reading this backwards by four points. The actual odds for BetQL, they're saying that it was it was going to get an extra four points. So in total, Utah Valley was favored in this game by eight points. I know I boxed that up trying to explain it. But the five-star five bet, BetQL, said to take Stephen F. Austin plus eight. Utah Valley destroyed Stephen F. Austin. 113.69, not even close. So that five-star bet did not hit, and Utah Valley ran away with it. 
I didn't expect I, I one thirteen in a college basketball game is a ton. I mean, you're scoring like sixty fifty five points a quarter. Jeez, like fifty five and a half points a quarter or a half. I mean, yeah, that's 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 quite a number. That's quite a number. That is right. Now the Aztecs men's basketball team. They are now the 20th ranked team in the country. They clinched the outright Mountain West Conference title regular season. Uh, According to Mark Ziegler, it's their ninth regular season title in the 24-year history of the Mountain West, and it's Brian Dutcher's third title in six years as head coach. They're going to try and make it 16 overall, counting the conference tournament crowns next uh, this week in Las Vegas, where they're going to be the number one seed for the seventh time. They are going to play on Thursday, March 9th in the Mountain West tournament, and they will, according to the Mountain West uh, chart that they gave me, and it's kind of a bracket, Colorado State and Fresno State are the teams that are going to be playing for that spot against San Diego State on Thursday. So those two teams go on Wednesday, March 8th. Um, So it will either be Colorado State, which is good because the Aztecs have beat them twice this year, or Fresno State, which Chris always says makes him nervous because Coach Justin Hudson is uh, the head coach for Fresno State, knows the program very well. Chris is going to be a nervous wreck over this. I'm just telling you right now. It's going to happen. Nervous wreck. As far as that New Mexico State game, it's it's kind of like football. It's hard to beat an opponent twice, especially somebody in your own division. It's hard to win three conference games against one team. That's that's not easy. That is true. Now you're really making Chris nervous because both those teams are two and or they're four and total against Colorado State and Fresno State. Or did they lose to Fresno State? And here I go. I don't want that. See, I get it stuck in my head that I'm going to make a mistake, so I have to go look at things up just to make I sure. Think, let me see here. They just to make sure. San Diego State and I got to type in San Diego State. Beat this Colorado. Is great radio. Beat Colorado State. All right, they beat Colorado State twice. Yeah, so they beat Fresno State 45-43 most recently. And then San Diego State, I, I can't find it, so I'm going to have to check this in the break or something. I think like they only that. played them once this year. How did they play them they once? Only played, they only played Fresno State once. It was the two-point win, 45-43. All right, so there we go. Another embarrassing moment for Matt Scraby and the Aztecs basketball team. I'm trying to get it together, people. I really am. I, I, I am trying to get things right. That's why I wanted to stop down on the show to make sure I was giving right information because I, I don't – Contrary to popular belief, I don't like to be wrong. It actually, I, it sticks with me all weekend long. And that, as I've brought it up maybe five times on the show already, that mistake that I made on Friday saying the Aztecs men's were playing in the uh, Mountain West tournament, what, it really stuck with me all weekend. I got a couple DMs about it. Most people were very nice. Some people were not. But I deserved it. That was me. When you made living talking. You're going to make mistakes, period. Well, I don't That's, know if I'm making a living, but I'm talking. Well, they, you're making a living while you're talking. Yes, I, I know. I know. Uh, Matt Scraby, Frank Marchese, Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Tony should be joining us shortly from Peoria. But when we come back on the show, there are certain, I guess, tiers and criteria for the, the World Baseball Classic managers to follow. I will give you... The maximum number of pitches starters can throw or pitchers in general can throw in each round. So we'll do that when we get back on 97 through the fan.
Matt Scraby with you here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan, along with Frank Marchese. Uh, Frank just uh, played me the lol that I tried to do in an East Coast accent, and it's possibly one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever done. It's rejoined material, though. That, oh, my that's, gosh. It's that's, really bad. That's hot really key bad. material. That's drop, really bad. Anyway. Drop material. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. I don't like it, Frank, when you play those things right before we're going back to the show. Then I feel self-conscious. All right. Um, I didn't even ask you because I was so self-conscious. Do we have traffic? Is yes, we do have traffic, yes. All right, let's get to our traffic report. We have found him. He has arrived back to his palatial estate in Peoria, Arizona. Tony Gwynn Jr. is with us. What's up, Tony? Hi, gentlemen. Hello. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? How was that game today? Uh, it was ugly, uh, but it was fast. Uh, but the parking lot was slow, so, you know, that's why... <laughs> I'm here uh, a little bit late, but uh, nevertheless, happy to join you guys. Yeah. Uh, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. I mean, I, I uh, took the dog out for a little bit of a hike, but I didn't do too much. A pretty pretty boring weekend. May have went to Bed Bath & Beyond, if I had, but I didn't have time. So. You may have? No, I'm just kidding. It's from old school. Remember <laughs> oh, that? He's like, we're going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond if we have time, if oh, we have yeah. time. Yeah, 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 I do but, remember that. But how are the games over the weekend? I know you saw Blake Snell. I, I know you saw uh, um, Jackson Merrill do some great things. Yeah, Jackson has been impressive all spring. Um, it's it's hard not to notice the joy and how much fun he is having competing at the big league level. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Blake was, I thought, was good for his first outing out. Uh, I think he went three innings in his first, in his first, yeah. uh, first spring, tr- first Cactus League action. And uh, today, I think, outside of the, that the uh, the error that Nick Martinez had that really caused that inning to be a little bit longer. I thought he was sharp too. I mean, he uh, he's. He, I think the Padres can feel good about him leaving and where he's at while he's leaving. Um, but yeah, I mean, today today was a rough day. I mean, offensively they they ran into uh, Noah Syndergaard who who pitched well, and then they ran into Trevor May, um, aka Code Red or Ginger Guard. <laughs> He doesn't like that one very much, but he was uh, he was good today. And so, you know, good thing these games don't count. So, you know, ultimately yeah. none of it none of it really matters other than guys getting their at-bats and, and getting their innings. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and we were talking earlier about one of the guys that's kind of showing up when many or some didn't think he was going to show up this early, but Jay Groom, pitcher from the Red Sox, came in the Air Cosmer deal. He has had a scoreless spring training, um, and uh, Frank and I, and so Sam and I are also talking about whether or not he makes his team. What do you think about him making the team out of the gate? I don't know if he makes the team or not. Um, Excuse me. Uh, But he certainly seems like he's on a mission. I got a chance to, you know, it's funny, it's March 6th, and you know, for a, a, a guy on the outside, I'm not in the locker room, nor on the outside looking in. You know, I try to pick my spots when I introduce myself. You know, I, I'm very leery of interrupting work or even just time to think to yourself, you know, because I, I, I remember what it's like being in spring training, especially for a young guy trying to make the team. You, you're trying to be locked in. You're not necessarily trying to have a whole bunch of side conversations. But I did get a chance to introduce myself to him today as he was – walking uh to the bullpen area he just seems like he is so locked in and focused i think bo mel mentioned as much this morning during our scrum and listen he's 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 putting together a nice resume that's for sure and 
that's the thing, though. Really, when you look at all of the the guys who who are fighting for a spot, all of them are really throwing the ball well. Whether it's Julio Tehran, whether it's it's Groom, um, I know I'm missing somebody else in in this mix that that that's that's not necessarily on the team, but trying to win a spot. And I think um, that's again that's what you want. You want competition in spring training because it's going to push everybody else. And so, uh, yeah, no, he, he's he's definitely put a, put he's, he's putting together a nice spring training resume. Now you can't put too a whole lot of stock into to, to spring training because, as Bob Mel has mentioned on a few occasions, you can be fooled by that. Mm. And so you lean on what you're seeing. You lean on past experience. Which you know, Jay Grimm doesn't have a toll, to, a whole lot of it. That probably favors Julio Tehran a little bit because he's got a ton of experience. But it's nice to see those guys who are competing, really stepping up and, and throwing the ball well. Yeah, um, the Aztecs game right now. We're updating as we go along too, Tony. What Chris is calling right now, the Aztecs women's. They are fi- down fifty-two, fifty-one, down one point with one twenty-six left in the third quarter. So we'll keep updating Ooh. everybody on that tight game. I'm sure, Chris isn't pulling his hair out or anything while yeah, he's no, doing this. That's not like Chris at all. No, it's not like Chris at all. Chris, Chris is. He's becoming more and more funny to me about I, – I don't know what it is, but whenever Chris gets upset, I know exactly how to get under his skin, and I've been doing it a lot more well, lately. I mean, that's what happens when you've been around somebody as long as you have <laughs> almost every day. Almost every day. Yeah, but. minus the weekends. Now, he's, he's – uh, he usually – he used to be really good at not letting you bother oh, yeah. him. He was blocking think, it out. I think you have started to kind of chip away at that armor a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel good about it. I feel proud about it. But, all right. So we talked about this, uh, or I teased this before the break, Tony. We are going to talk about some of the WBC rules because the World Baseball what Classic rules? starts in two days. Just some of the different guidelines that managers have. Um, oh, okay. like, they don't, they're not playing by these new MLB rules. They so are not. The, the pitch clock they're not going to have, and uh, they're going to have a maximum number of pitches. So before I went to break, I said how many pitches are pitchers going to be able to throw per game in each round. And the first round, the pool play round, the maximum is going to be 65 pitches per game. So um, if you are at 65, you're coming out of the game no matter what, which I feel is kind of weird. But at the same time, it's it's trying. Obviously, these are rules trying to help pitchers stay healthy. Yeah, well, I don't know that is has it's they're, they're weird rules. I mean, these guys are technically in spring training, so they're still building up. Sixty five pitches is on the safer side of that, but yeah, yeah, no, I think without it, you probably wouldn't have teams as. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? You probably wouldn't have teams as willing to to let their guys go or without putting up a more, more of a fight if you didn't have those rules in place. Remember, Major League Baseball is the one that puts, puts the WBC on. So yeah. it's in their best interest to not hurt anybody or have anybody hurt in this World Baseball Classic. They want guys to come out healthy and uh, have a chance to get into the regular season, which is the season they care most about. Yeah, I asked R.J. Anderson that earlier about what how managers are going to handle some of these different situations that they have with players that they have to keep the full season in mind uh, on the other side. Even though the WBC is very important to a lot of these players, it's still going to have to take second fiddle to a full major league season. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's obvious. That that is that is going to be. Uh, 
you know this this was this tournament was brought on to bring more eyeballs and to expand their game beyond the United States, which Major League Baseball has, has really has always done a pretty good job of. But um, you still got to keep um, barriers on there in order to keep everybody safe. Ultimately, yeah, and some of those other barriers. Uh, another pitch count in the quarterfinal round, maximum of eighty pitches per game, and then in the championship round, it's a maximum of ninety-five pitches. So throughout the entire WBC, no pitcher is going to throw more than ninety-five pitches. They have to have a minimum four days of rest after a fifty-pitch outing, a minimum of one day of rest after a thirty-pitch outing, and then no pitching back-to-back-to-back days at any point. So I can't. They're not going to be using guys uh, three times in a row, which I think no. definitely makes sense obviously no, yeah that's that is the way uh that's that's the way they should be doing it's good they have those barriers on there yeah did you know this too rj anderson said that in order to play in the world baseball classic you have to have your contract or your career with major league baseball insured to play yes, yes i didn't that know is, that you had to have it it was well, like that's that's why clayton kershaw yeah i thought pitching. he could just couldn't secure one and so he was like i'm not going there without having one in case i get hurt but no it's it's a rule it's, it, yeah, it's it, and I and I'm not sure that is it everybody. I, from what R.J. Anderson I, said, yeah, everybody. Oh, okay. I, I as long as you're playing in Major League Baseball, I was understanding that it was you know some of the big dogs who got these big contracts, but it makes sense, right? I mean, um, you know, it, it's the the irony in it is that Major League Baseball is the one putting it on, but they also <laughs> are like, you're going to need to get insurance on this contract in order for <laughs> this to actually happen. But either way. Uh, again, those those are part of the the barriers put up to not only protect the players, but now this is this one it protects the team. Um, yeah, because they are paying these guys, and they certainly want to you know cash in on their investment. And if their investment gets hurt doing something outside of that, they need some protection. That's what that is. Uh, so Ronald Acuna Jr. and the Braves, I, I, I was re- like R.J. Anderson broke this down very well on CBSSports.com, but they, the Braves and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. were tr- talking back and forth on whether or not he should be able to play for Venezuela. They ended up allowing him to play for Venezuela, but here are some of the parameters that teams uh, can say if teams can say no to players if any of these are met. They spent 60 total days on the injured list during the most recent Major League Baseball season, including at least 15 of the final 60 days of the season. They were physically unable to play in two of the team's last three games in the most recent season, so that's regular season or postseason, had surgery since last opening day or is scheduled to have surgery in the future. And the last one is we're on the injured list on the last day of August of the most recent MLB season. Those are the only times that Major League Baseball teams can say no. I'm not sure that he fit any of those guidelines. Because he came back in in May, I believe, and so he would have been. Uh, my calculation might be see. a little bit off. He might have been in June, but if he came back in May, um, he might not have been in May. I'm trying to think. I'm going to Padres, his game log Padres, right now. Padres went there, I believe, in May last year. He wasn't playing yet, but his first game actually. Wow, uh, 2022. He April 28th. So he played in April. So one of those matches, what he did? Oh, he had no, surgery. No, no, because it was last opening that day. Was the la- yeah, so I-, I think he. That's probably why the Braves couldn't say no ultimately because mm. he didn't fit any of those guidelines. Because there was a, there did seem to be some back and forth on if he was going to play, and it, it looked like he wasn't going to play. Yeah, and then he announced that he was. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I think that's pretty. Uh, I think that's. I think these guys, you know. First of all, I think it's an honor to represent your country. 
I think this is the closest many of these guys will ever get to an Olympic style tournament where yeah. you are representing your country and uh it's a big deal for some guys i know nick martinez is fired up about it he he, he was disappointed at first when you know the the american team was going to use him kind of as a reliever so it didn't really fit his plans with the padres but then when kershaw didn't get that um he didn't get the the insurance yeah um, and we had to pull out that opened the door for another starter nick martinez slides in there and i know he, he's pretty excited about it I, he's the perfect guy for this. I mean, if if I want a guy who's pumped up for a game, it's Nick Martinez. He's going to chug three Red Bulls before he goes out there. <laughs> he's going to be on fire, and he's going to do a bunch of screaming. It's going to be great. Uh, did you did you see that Jerkson Profar is going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic for uh, Netherlands? Yeah, Netherlands, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, I was talking to R.J. Anderson as well about that because he wrote about him and and wondering why he still doesn't have a contract. So it really is, uh, it really is kind of that he hasn't signed yet, and coming off of of what is close to a career year, if not a career year, and uh, you know it, it hasn't it hasn't happened yet, but it doesn't mean he won't. He, I, I think he'll end up somewhere when it's all said and done. Yeah. All right, so those are some of the rules for the World Baseball Classic. But, Tony, did you see the big news that came down just maybe, I don't know, at 3 o'clock it came down? NFL-related news. Mm, Sounds like Derek Carr? Uh, No, Derek Carr is an NFL-related news. He did sign, or he was reportedly signing with the Saints. But Geno Smith. Oh, he got the extension finally. Finalizing a three-year contract extension worth $105 million with the ability to earn $52 million in the first calendar year, sources tell the score. So he cashed in. Pay attention to how the Seahawks work, guys. I, I just, I, I find, you know, Don't pay whole, attention to how the Seahawks work. Seahawks, no, I'm saying it, look at, they use the media for everything. And this goes all the way to Russell Wilson. I don't know if you guys saw the the reports about them going to draft a quarterback because Geno and Station. <laughs> like they use the media. I think of all all sports team, they probably use the media more than anyone else. It just seems like there's always things leaking out of their building when it comes to their team. Whether it's Russell Wilson, the Geno Smith thing started. They were threatening that they were going to take a, a quarterback in the first round. It's just like, you better go ahead and pay that man, Geno Smith. You, you got, you're going well, to roll did. the dice twice on a, on a backup quarterback, thinking that he's going to turn into a, a all-pro like, like Geno did? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, earning $52 million in the first calendar year is a lot of money, but I, I, I guess that's what you – when you lead a team to the playoffs, and you're not supposed to lead a team to the playoffs. Exactly. And not only did you, are you not supposed to, but you your team was supposed to be like two-win team last year. Uh, I mean, you you have to reward that. And the, the Comeback Seahawks player did. of the year. Uh, pro bowler. Pro bowler. Led the NFL I mean, in completion percentage. He threw for 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 100 over a passer rating. Um you know that's comeback player of the year. I mean, there's he he did everything that could be asked uh, of a quarterback and some. And so I'm glad that he uh, he got paid. That's awesome. The 49ers may have a new quarterback, and the Dolphins may have a new quarterback because Philip Rivers uh, reportedly has thrown his name back in the hat. And the reports Knock are that he off. has called the 49ers and the Dolphins asking if they're looking for a quarterback. Oh, is he getting that itch? Huh? Oh, of course he is. How I'm, many years did he sit out? I think Was it's it just been last two. Year? It's two years, maybe two. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. I said, bring him in. 
Bring him to the 49ers. Oh, Let's see what Philip Rivers can do. bring him into the 49ers. I do. I love Philip. I love his intensity. I love how he plays. And well, I tell you what, if uh, Kyle's thinking about running some of those plays he ran with old, uh, oh, 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 Brock Purdy back there, <laughs> I can promise you a lot more worse things are going to happen than a blown out elbow with Philip Rivers back there. Yeah, Philip Rivers uh, at the age of I'm I'm assuming forty ish or something. He is probably I not going to. Let's be real. Philip wasn't moving that great. No, but when he was thirty five. No, you're even younger he's than 41. that. He's forty one. He's forty one right now. I don't know if this report is true, but everybody is reporting it to be true. Ian Rappaport, all those guys are reporting Philip Rivers being in on the Forty ers and the Dolphins. Like of the two teams. Why do we does he have to do 49ers Dolphins? Because now me and Chris are going to fight over him. I wonder what do you think Chris would say about it. I don't think Chris is going to fight over him. You don't think he wants him right now? I didn't say that. I just said I don't think he's going to fight. I don't think this is something he's going to like fight over. Hmm. I got to figure out a way. I think to make Chris it a looks at. I think he looks at all these new toys and new quarterbacks out there. I think he wants one of them joints. He does. I don't think he wants one of these stationary guys. He has one of those now. Yeah, that that is true. And a guy who's learning how to fall as well, which is a very important thing for for a quarterback in, it a, is, in the NFL. It isn't, yeah, absolutely. You got dudes trying to rip your head off. You better figure out how to get on the ground fast. <laughs> Tony, five eighteen left in the game between the Aztecs and New Mexico, tied up fifty eight fifty eight. Wait, five oh five eight. It was a new yeah, they have quarters okay. in, in I, women's I, basketball. I'm, they I'm have tripping, four ten yeah. minute quarters. Oh, but 58-58. Come on, Aztecs. Game. Let's go. We need this one. Yeah, what the men's are, Aztecs. What seed are the girls? They are the five seed, I believe. Five seed. All right. Yeah. But uh, the men's basketball team, they wrapped up the regular season Mountain West title, cut down the nets, all that stuff, the number one seed in the Mountain West now, Conference tournament. Didn't they clinch before that, though? I'm not going to say anything about the Aztecs because I I I, I relived my my terrible um, lie that I told on Friday about the Aztecs being in the Mountain West tournament all weekend long. So you had, me, you had me going along with it too. I know I had a lot of people going along with it, and believe me, out of all the things that I have done in on this show, I actually feel the most bad about that because I misled a lot of people. You did. You did. You should be ashamed of yourself. Actually. Okay. All right. I'll be ashamed of myself in the break, and, and Tony and I will talk about it on the other side. We're going to get reset. We're going to get our plan going. So uh, when we get back, Tony, Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, 97.3 The Fan, Frank Marchese on the ones and twos. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 